Welcome back to the podcast, Basement Sports, your weekly every Saturday uh, podcast sports update in the world of sports. Uh, how are we all doing? I hope we are all doing a great, uh, having a great day today. It's a little bit later in the day. I'm getting this out a little bit later, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to start off by saying just something real quick again to the people in Belarus. Thank you very much. I got an email today saying that um, my podcast last month was, I think it was like 12 in the sports category over there. I have no idea how many sports podcasts are in Belarus, but you never know. You know, hopefully, hopefully I'm giving those few people who listen a great time every week. We're, it's nice that they care about Woods Cross High School basketball, but that that's pretty cool. But um, yeah. Uh, let's just jump straight into it. Last thing I ate last night, I haven't eaten today, but last night it was salmon, refried black beans that my mom made, chicken, and um, cilantro lime rice. 10 out of 10. Great food. Would highly recommend. Only can get it if my family makes it for you because that's really good food. Um. Yeah, let's just jump straight into it. Last week, there was two Woods Cross basketball games. I was only able to go to one because it was against Viewmont and against Bonneville. I went to the Bonneville one. Viewmont, I was not able to attend, but I could still give you a breakdown from what I can see in box scores and what a little bit of film that I've been able to watch on it. Um, Yeah, so let's, let's go look at this. So Jackson Smith bounced way back in that game against Viewmont. He had 22, I believe, on 46% shooting. Um, Funny how when I'm not there, he go he's very good, you know, like throughout the entire season, earlier in the season when I wasn't going to the games, he was really good. Um, Maybe, you know, I think he's just intimidated by me, you know. I think just seeing, oh, it's me there. He's intimidated. No, uh, but no. So... Yeah, Jackson had 22 on 6 for 13, good for 46%, going 5 of 12 from 3. Okay. F- sorry, 5 of 11 from 3, 45% from the 3. That's still a lot of 3s. Um, that's that's a lot of 3s. And then Cade had 11, 4 4. Will was 1 for 9 with 5 points, a couple free throws. And then Mason was 22. On 9 of 17, 53. And then Alex was 1 for 2 with 5 points. And Woods Cross ended up winning uh, 67-59. Again, I wasn't really there, so I don't know if it was close at all. Or if it was just Woods Cross keeping him at a steady arm's length. Uh, it was glad, It was good to see Jackson getting back on track. Props to him. And I do realize I have been giving him a lot of heat throughout the entire ever since I have like been covering him. But I don't that's that's on me. But one thing I will admit that he does well is he passes the ball really well. He's a good facilitator. Even though like he takes he takes a lot of shots, yes, but he facilitates a lot. Like against Viewmont he had three assists. Sorry, he had five assists. Kate had three. But 
he had five assists. So he's passing the ball well. And against, um, and then moved to last night real quick against Bonneville. This was a fun, this, this was a game for sure. And what I really saw in this game was we sucked. Frankly, we were not good at all. At all in this game. We were terrible offensively. We, in the first half, we had too many, we had so many turnovers. They, yes, they do have the turnovers. Um, Mason had, this is just throughout the entire game. Mason had three turnovers. Turnovers. Alex had two turnovers. Cade had one. Jackson had two. Another good thing about Jackson is how he just doesn't turn the ball over either. His turnover to assist ratio is pretty low. He's really good at that. But overall, though, like in that game, we turned the ball over a lot. And after the first half, we were losing. We were down, I think it was like by eight or something. Let me pull it up. Um, But we were not doing well at all. At the end of the first quarter, frankly, we were down 15 to 10. And Alex had five. So... Alex had half of our points and Frank, like our defense in general, like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't because they were just scoring in transition because they were just getting steals. They were poking the ball out when we were in the post and we were just making bad decisions. Like there was a couple of passes that I saw us make and I'm thinking, what were we thinking? Like, what are these players thinking when they make that pass? And at half, we were down 24, 18. Like we were down only six at half, but I think at one point we were down eight or nine. Uh, we ended up winning, of course. It's our it was our eighth straight. We ended up winning fifty seven forty seven, and like do you, like overall, we were great defensively. Like we didn't do terrible things. Um, like Mason said in the his post game, you'll hear that here in a minute. Uh, I got an interview with him. As always, he thank you to him. He said how they didn't allow. 50 points so i feel like is that a team that might be a team goal like to not allow 50 points and i feel like that's a good goal in high school like don't allow 50 points and you're going to win most of the time and in this game against bonneville in the first quarter alex was hot like he was scoring he already had five at the quarter end but like outside of that our offense was our, our offense wasn't good um i mean we were okay but that's just because, like, we weren't losing by as many as we should have been, frankly, because our offense was bad and our defense was like the only reason why we were down that much was because of our turnover problem we had. And at that, we were, we, yeah, we beat Viewmont. And it was really, frankly, just us struggling a lot just because, like, Hunter had a three. Hunter Jackson did. He's very good. He's a sophomore. Um, but we were we were great, like defensively, only allowing 15 points. And, oh, my, Alex had a monster block at the buzzer. It was insane. I can try to describe it to you, but I don't know if he'll do it justice. So Bonneville had this little player's number 11. Um, he drove into the lane and went up, and Alex just spiked that thing into the – earth and everyone went crazy it was at the buzzer too so then we were only down five and so really like at the end of the first quarter our scoring our scores were alex had five 
Hunter had three and Mason had two. Alex hit a three and it was crazy. It reminded me of Damian Lillard's shot in the bubble a couple years ago. I think it was against Dallas or Brooklyn where it was deep three. He hit it and it like bounced off the back of the rim and it just was shot straight up and then dropped in. Alex was at the top of the key behind the three-point line, just shot it back rim straight up and dropped in. Everyone went crazy. He was happy about it. He was hype. And it really reminded me of Damian Lillard's buzzer. And he was wearing Damian Lillard's shoes, so that's pretty cool. But then, like, the second quarter, it wasn't great. Like, Alex had another five. He That was ten. He already had three blocks, and Mason only had three. He had two. He, he split free throws in that. And – um. But what I noticed was like props to Bonneville. They knew who our scores were. They knew it was Mason. They knew it was Jackson. They knew how to defend it. Like they like every time they'd put Mason in the post, we'd try to get him there. But and Mason would just try and go to work and just fade all the time, which was I don't blame him. You know, like that's his shot. But they would just cause turnovers because if we would try to pass out of it, we would they'd be in the lanes. They they weren't necessarily the longest team I'd noticed. But they were still a good basketball team. You know, Bonneville was all right. Like they kept it close. But then at halftime, um, coach must have said something. Uh, players talked about it. They said he they weren't playing their style of basketball. And they're being too sloppy with their passes. And oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Our press in that, like opening it up, we caused a 10 second violation on like their third or fourth possession. And oh boy, it was insane. Will Campbell kept us alive, I think. Will Campbell and Cade Everhart kept us alive in that third quarter because Mason wasn't great. Like he got, he scored the first points. In the quarter, it was a layup that got him to five, but that was all he scored. I thought, okay, he's got five, and he did it in a normal Mason way of scoring, getting the ball, dribble, pull up. But I thought, okay, he's figured him out. He's going to score and score, and we're going to blow him out of the water in the third, and the fourth will just coast, take it easy, and we'll win big. But that didn't necess- that didn't happen. It was all thanks to Cade and Will, who like kept us alive like will hit two threes and had an and one for nine and that was that was what he scored and it was big nine points in that court and k just was consistently there just layups 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 like if we needed him he got offensive rebounds and that was another thing i noticed too in the first half is how they were getting second chance buckets all the time they're just getting so many second chance points but they weren't converting all the time because I think they got like they had to got like five or six of their fifteen points in transition, and the other were coming off of second chance points. So we were doing really good stopping them on the initial end defensively. We just had a problem of getting the rebound to finish to close out the possession instead of giving them another chance. Instead of having them have one and done one shot possessions, it's multiple shot possessions you know like they'd get a rebound they'd kick out they'd miss they get the rebound again and then occasionally it would just keep missing and we'd eventually get a rebound but it was really frustrating to watch on the bench on the sideline or sometimes they just lay it up and in and that led to like in the first half that was i think that was most of their points frankly i think that was most of their points the entire game was 
second chance points. But in the third, we did a lot better in um in the third. And at the end of three, we were up 35-32. After being down six at half and then going up three, that's a nine-point swing. Without Will, we're tied. But, you know, I'm... I'm not mad about it. without Will. Sorry, we're not tied. We're still we're deadlock even at what we were. So because of Will, we were able to come out with a good Woods Cross third, like we always have, which we have been having, and we've been um, because of him, we were able to get what we need to and go up in the third. And then the fourth quarter came around, and we said, okay, Bonneville, it was nice. You, you're cute. You're a cute little team. You know, you gave us a good run. Go. Go sit down. Go away. We're better than you. We're one of the best teams in the state. We're one of the best teams in 5A. We're the third best team in 5A. And we won. We ended up winning 57-47. And one thing that annoyed me was how Bonneville – with 40 seconds left, down 10, played the fouling game. Bonneville, if anyone from Bonneville High School, one of the coaches or anyone is listening, Bonneville, you guys don't, you guys had no chance. You're not going to win. Why are you fouling? Answer me that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But Mason had a monster fourth. He went in with five points, left with 14, scoring nine points in the fourth all layups and split pair of free throws but like really that was legitimately all it was it was all layups and split free throw he split a set of free throws and it was all layups but that's that's how he scored you know and so like, i'm not if he scores he scores like i'm not expecting him like, obviously i'm a little disappointed on how he no i'm not disappointed sorry it was it was proved to me that he can score any way he wants to. He can score any way possible. Frankly, a lot of people on our team can score any way possible. I believe Alex Bray could score any way possible. Alex Bray is the third best player on this team. I would argue the second best player because of Jackson's inefficiency, but he is still the but he is the third best player on his team, on this team. He doesn't get the ball. He doesn't get touches a lot because touches are being split between Jackson and Mason, like I'm looking at the game, it's mostly in their hands. But when he does get the ball, he scores a lot. He's very efficient. He shoots well from three. He's shooting better from, th- he's shooting great from three this year. I think it's like 40 some odd percent from outside. And that's on more shots already this year than last year. He's shooting, let me get to these percentages. Sorry, but. He shoots, I think it's like 48% from three. And yeah, he free throw percent three. Yeah, he shoots 46% from three. You want to know how many threes he's already taken this year relative to last year? Oh boy, it's a lot. He shoots so much better compared to just everything else like this year varsity he shoots 46 percent from three and he he's he's great um uh senior year varsity 
his shooting splits are insane. Like this year, he he's just shooting better. I can't find the number right now, but I remember it was like a couple weeks ago. He was already shot more threes than he did last year, and he's shooting better. Last year, I think he was shooting like 38%. Now he's shooting 46 or 42 or whatever that number was. But I think I could argue he's the second best, but I'll give it to Jackson just because of his assist-to-turnover ratio is so low. And he's a great passer. But in this game, he he scored for us early. He was our offense early, and we needed it, frankly, because without him, I don't know. Yeah, he's shooting 46% from three. It's insane. But I don't know what we would how this game would have gone if we didn't have him in the first. And when he wasn't scoring a lot because he scored most of his points at the beginning of the game, he was passing the ball. He had six assists. He had nine rebounds. Two of them were offensive rebounds to give us another possession. He had 13 points, two rebounds, sorry, nine rebounds, six assists. That's almost a triple-double. Couple more, four more assists. Okay, almost a double-double. And then, like, Jackson, yeah, he had nine points. But he had five rebounds and two assists. And only two turnovers. That turnover ratio that cancels up. But still, those are big rebounds. Cade had a great game, too. Like, Cade had seven big points, four boards, five assists. Like, this big, our big man is giving us easy assists. This team is insane. I mean, if Alex was on any other team, he'd be the number one option just because he can score so much. And I don't, it's, it's insane. Like, Mason's assist to turnover ratio it was 1.67. That's that's okay. But that's actually pretty good, honestly. But oh my, this team this game proved that this team can win any type of game you want them to play. And I noticed that as well in the first box elder game. Like, okay, you want to go grit grind slow? We can go grit grind and slow. But holy, this team is insane. Um yeah, next game coming up is on Friday against Box Elder. I'm not going to be there for that game. Um, I have a debate tournament. That's fun. I do, do I do debate. It's really fun. But I have a tournament that day, so I won't be able to go. But I can still give you as much analysis as I can reading box scores. I will try my hardest. Um, you should all go. It's at home. It's at Woods Cross. Box Elder, last time we played them, we beat them at the buzzer off of Mason Bendinger blocking and. Alex Bray layup with 14 seconds left. So, yeah, you guys should all, if you have a chance to make your way out to Woods Cross High School tomorrow, not tomorrow, Friday, February 3rd, 7 p.m. Woods Cross Gym. It's pretty cheap to get into. It's like seven bucks, five bucks. It's not bad. If you're not a student, student, you're free. Show your student ID, whatever, cool you're in. But yeah, uh, I was able to get three interviews uh, one with Will, Alex, and Mason. Uh, yeah, take a quick listen to those real, real quick. I'm here with Will Campbell. Will, you had a monster third quarter, all nine of your points coming in there. You guys are known for your third quarters. You really were your main offense. What did you have to do to get that going? Um, I just think we were more patient on offense. We're moving the ball, you know, looking in the post, and we weren't as selfish, and that just got our offense in the flow. We were getting defensive stops, so it all just connected. Defensively, you guys were great throughout the whole game. Most of their points in the first half coming in transition. How did you guys clean up those turnovers in the first half? Um, 
we just watched them in the passing lanes and we were more smart with the ball. We took our time bringing it down and um, yeah, we were smart with our passes. Uh, thank you. Yep, thank you. I'm here with Alex. Alex, you had a monster game, 14 points and four blocks. In that first half, you were really your team's offense. You guys were struggling a whole lot offensively. What did Coach say to you guys? You guys were turning the ball over a lot. Yeah, so, you know, Bonneville knew, knew who our guys were. You know, Mason and Jackson, they were playing good D. They were sending doubles. And, you know, uh, it's, it's in times like those where we need to step up and move the ball. So, yeah, he was just saying move the ball, play as a team. All right, thank you very much. Yes, sir. I'm here with Mason. Mason, after the third quarter, you had five points. After the end of the game, you had 14. What made you going in the fourth? Uh, just said I had to lock in so we could get this, come out with the W, because ultimately all that matters at the end of the day is the win, and was able to come up with some, some, some clutch layups to help us build that lead and uh, maintain the lead to get the dub. After this win, you guys are undefeated in region play, 5-0, and and you're on an eight-game winning streak. This game, I feel like, shows that even if you guys are having an off night offensively, you guys can still put it together defensively. How would you guys clean your turnovers up problems you had in the first? Uh, I mean, we just came out flat in the first half, and we just picked up our energy a little bit so that we could make sure that we took care of the ball and were able to ex execute on offense, and, and we were able to lock in on defense and, and hold them to under 50 points. So, uh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you again to those guys for those interviews. Great interviews as always. Um, so yeah, let's jump to the NFL. Uh, we can take a quick look back at my last week's playoff picks. I did very, very good. Um, if you guys remember, um, I don't have it written down anywhere, but I have it off the dome. I said Jacksonville over Kansas City. Kansas City ended up winning that game by 10. And then I said Buffalo over um, is going to lose to the good old-fashioned Bengals. And guess what? I was right about that. Everyone called me crazy for picking the Bengals. I was right. And then I said Eagles over Giants. That was a really easy pick. Eagles wiped them. And then San Francisco over Dallas. San Francisco ended up beating them. What a terrible play call by Mike McCarthy on that last play. Just saying right now. Uh, let's uh, take a look at championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, on Sunday, the early quote-unquote game, it's like two, is the NFC championship game between the in Philadelphia, between the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers of San Francisco. It's at 1 p.m. on Fox. Philly's favorite minus two and a half. I'm saying the Brock Purdy legend continues. He's going to pull off a massive upset win against the Eagles. Just because that defense. Actually, no, no. Scratch that. I have to go. Vegas knows stuff. Vegas is really cool. I'm going with Vegas right here. The Eagles. Eagles go back to the Super Bowl. Last time they were there was in 2017 when they beat the New England Patriots who were in the middle of a dynasty. And Nick Foles, that was the Philly special game. Remember that. Uh, and then Bengals Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes says he's going to play. I saw a real funny meme the other day about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Um, it was really cool. It had like a x-ray of, of an ankle and then had a dog in him with Patrick Mahomes hair because he has he's got that dog in him 
But no, Bengals, Chiefs, and Burrowhead Stadium. Ha ha, you see what I did there? Because Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat their last year. Arrowhead, Burrowhead. I don't know why I'm explaining my jokes, but I am. Ah, But no, Joe Shiesty, Patty Mahomes. Joe Shiesty's winning. Sorry, Patrick, you're going out again. You're losing. It's going to be an Eagles-Bengals Super Bowl. Uh, I'll give you my predictions next eh, two weeks on that one because there's a week in between. Yeah, Joe Burrow beats Kansas City, and the Philadelphia Eagles beat Brock Purdy's 49ers and end their streak and their legend there. Lock it in. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Basement sports in my basement. Um, I don't know why I'm so hyped about this, but I am. And then, so that was pretty cool. And then we got time. We got, we got time. We got time. We can go to the NBA real quick. Uh, there's lots of games tonight, including the Jazz. Um, tonight at seven, we're favored by against the Mavericks by seven and a half because Luca isn't playing. Uh, Wizards and Pelicans, Raptors, Blazers, Rockets, Pistons, Bulls, Magic, Clippers, Hawks, Kings, Timberwolves, Suns, Spurs, Lakers, Celtics. We've got a full slate of NBA games tonight. Uh, I'll just give you some quick picks. I guess I'll go Jazz over Mavericks, Wizards over Pelicans, uh, Trailblazers over Raptors. Stinkfest of Rockets and Pistons. I'll go Rockets, I guess. I'll go Bulls over Magic. Uh, Hawks over Clippers. That's even on the line. Sacramento over Minnesota. San Antonio over Phoenix. And Lakers are going to beat the Celtics tonight because I said so. Um, All-star starters were announced as well for the NBA. They're pretty cool. Um, There was lots of snubs. I'm just going to say it right now. There was lots and lots and lots of stuff. Like Lowry Marketing not being named. No, I'm just kidding. Lowry's going to be a reserve for sure, for sure. But it is, there was like Joel Embiid um, was not um, a starter. And that is, that's fair. That hurts me. Just kidding. I don't really like Joel Embiid. I'm glad he's not a starter. I'm saying that right now. But for your Western Conference, your starters are Stephen Curry, nine-time All-Star. Luka Doncic, four-time All-Star. Nikola Jokic, five-time All-Star. LeBron James, captain, 19-time All-Star. That's crazy, bro. And Zion Williamson, two-times All-Star. And what I see in this is Zion should not be there. As a starter, he should be a reserve. Yes, he's an all-star player, but no, he's not an all-star starter. Put John Morant there, slide Luka down. Uh, John Morant is much better than Zion Williamson. He won the Rookie of the Year over him. Yes, I love Zion, but everyone in the everywhere is just, oh, they love Zion. Zion bias, cool. In your East, your starters are Kevin Durant, 13-time NBA All-Star. Kyrie Irving, 8-time NBA All-Star. Jason Tatum, who is a four-time NBA All-Star, and Donovan Mitchell, former Utah Jazz man, now Cleveland, obviously, four-time All-Star, and your captain in the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And one cool thing that the NBA is doing this year is they're doing a playground style. And what do I mean by that is before the game, obviously there's drafting, but before the game, like 45 minutes or an hour before the game, Every all the players, starters and reserves are going to line up, and LeBron and Giannis are just going to pick the players. So you're not going to know who's on what team or who's going to win like an hour before, just because, yeah. And so 
thank you very much, everyone, for um listening. And yeah, I gotta yeah, that'll do it, I guess. Uh, I'll catch y'all next week. Peace.